Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And we have a Hot Mess Mums son today. See? So it's not just Hot Mess Mums, it's the Hot Mess Mums sons. And soon it's going to be a Hot Mess Mum in the sun, but that's another story. (gasps) What a mouthful. Olympic gold medalists, amongst other things. Mr. Luke Campbell. And if we could, we'd have... Go, yo, yo. Sorry, that's the rocky (laughs) thing, isn't it? (laughs) Hello. Hello. Thanks to our sponsor, Swan, we're going to be making this Christmas one to remember for one mum in the club. So thank you so much for your nominations so far. Keep listening to find out more details and visit swanbrand.co.uk to check out some of their gorgeous products. The Hot Mess Mums. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Gosh, so who was your inspiration, Luke? Only because I've interviewed Sliced Alone and sort of, I mean, not even a boxer. Well, no, he got in the Boxing Hall of Fame, didn't he? Because he did so much. But anyway. My, um, I guess I'm not just saying this, but my mum. Really? Yeah, because like my dad was my dad was um was ill for the majority of my upbringing, and mm. I seen my mum go out and provide for the family and, and be the workhorse um to provide for us all. So I would say my mum's my mum is. Wow, I didn't expect that as an answer. So you've got me there. Well done. Yeah. So she was the fighter. She was the woman that had the grit and the punch to just get through life. Yeah, um, she was the one that. She was the one that needed to round up our dinner money for school every day. Mm-hmm. What was a struggle, but she did do, it. Do you think she would have made it up those Philadelphia steps and done that whole whoa, whoa at the top, <laughs> just like Rocky? Well, when I boxed <laughs> the kids there last behind. Year, when I boxed there last year, she actually did. <gasps> oh, wow. Oh, I'd in, loved. I was in Philly last, last March. Um, and my mum came across, um, and she actually did that. Yeah, I mean, she's what a obviously great city. Philly is. Yeah, well. it's amazing, unbelievable yeah. place. Yeah, I think New York sort of like uh, overshadows everything, and then you go a bit further out, and there are some amazing, amazing places. But you just yeah. have to, you know, don't don't sort of if you pack your bags to go over there when we can again. Um, yeah, Philly's one of yeah. those places. That's an un- it's like a bit of a hidden gem. It's got so much history as well, hasn't it? It really has. It's it's, it's a beautiful city. Yeah, I really enjoyed it in Philly. I mean, I won, so that that was uh, that's <laughs> yeah, why course. I enjoyed it more. But the the city itself really shocked me. I wasn't expecting that, and it was beautiful. So, what was the fight there and um, out in Philly? Which one was that? Um, that was not my last one. The one before my last. So, um, I boxed a really tough Mexican guy uh, in in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Who goes with you? You know, when you go out, because obviously yeah. you're in their territory more, aren't you? To Yes. kind of thing so uh, is it really important to you to have your your your, your mum went you were saying to have your sort of friends and family with you do they always go out with you when you when you fight abroad and um, they only I mean I went out maybe like 10 days before the fight just to um to adjust to the time zone uh, and settle in so I 
myself, uh, I flew a friend out with me who was also a boxer at the, at the gym we're at. Me and him went out first. Um, and then my coach, because he was training a couple of other guys that had fights coming up, he came out like two days after we went. Mm-hmm. And then, and then like, I think my wife, my mum, uh, father-in-law, uh, and a few other family members, they came out like three three days before the fight. So they got to see a little bit of Philly and then obviously there for, for my fight and then afterwards. And do you like a close-knit team? Do you prefer it that way? It sounds like, you know, you don't want too much of a huge entourage, which I know, you know, is part and parcel of some people's, not facade, yes. sorry, no, but, I, you know, I, I, but I think yeah. you're pretty much a tight-knit sort of person. I am. I am. I've always had a, a very close circle around me and, you know, that's it's the best way I feel. And when you say that your mum inspired you, can you remember your first day in the gym? Um, the boxing, you know, your first... Yes, I can roughly, yeah, because I started to I started going to a gym just round the corner from where I lived. Um, and I remember going in there and, and there was like three or four different fighters in there and I remember starting up and I looked at them and I picked up a skipping rope and I, and I, I looked at them skipping and then I picked one up and tried to skip. Yeah. I couldn't skip to save my life. And then I got, it looks then easy. I it's like, easier than it looks. <laughs> I remembered saying to myself in, in my head, like, God, one day hopefully I'll be skipping, like <laughs> thinking this is going to take me forever to learn how to skip. And then, you know, it went from there. Right. So your mum, you were saying, obviously, is really yeah. proud of you. But does she have those moments you know when she's watching you where she covers her face or you know does she ever find it difficult because it I read I I, when I was reading about you that your sons have asked you to stop and and that was a big thing for you because you said something about your mum and your wife you can just about cope with when they're worried about you but then when your son sort of said it it was a big thing but you're not done yet so how do you handle all of that um yeah so my basically my son found out that like three it was actually five he didn't know this but it's actually five boxers that died in boxing last year um and he thinks it's only one or two i think he thinks two two boxers died and then he he said to his mum like wow, does my dad know that somebody died in the ring? And she said, yeah, he does know. And he's like, well, why why, why is he doing it then? I, I want a dad. I don't want him to die in the ring. So then I just sat, sat my son down and just said, listen, it is dangerous, but I train very hard. I'm dedicated and I need to, I want to prove that I'm the best in the world. Um, and I've got a few more big performances left in me yet. So I said, I'm, I'm going to work extremely hard to be the best I can and, and go in the ring and and do what I need to do. So I said, just bear with me for a bit, son. It's and so different, it. isn't it, to normal parents? So like yeah. for myself, you know, when I used to work in radio and I did different shifts, sometimes my daughter would pull on my ankle, please don't go to work. And I used yeah. to think, oh, God, I can't wait to get away from you all. Just let me <laughs> out. But with what you're doing, you know, it is dangerous. It's very physical. You do have to be very prepared. You do have to be very focused. So yeah. it's a whole nother level when it comes to that. And then having your kids and everyone worry, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's at that age now. He's, he's 10 years old and yeah, he takes a lot of things in. 
Yeah. You know, so it's... you can get away with it when they're toddlers, can't you? Yeah. I mean, most things, but once they get yeah. to about, I don't know, eight, nine, you've had it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my youngest son's seven years old. He's not got a care in the world. <laughs> no. He's, he's on cloud nine, that kid. It's oh, rather yeah. football and cloud nine, and that's it. Oh. <laughs> I bet you've got to know him a lot more. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that you, you didn't know your kids when you were yeah. before COVID, but since, you know, obviously everything stopped in March, yeah. um, it must have been quite a revelation for you, like family life. And um, how have you, did you adapt okay? How did you feel about it? Yeah, mo- most definitely. I mean, my wife's always sort of tormented me thinking that, <laughs> wow, w- w- when you retire, like, some things have to change because when it's it's all right when I'm away all the time and then coming home for a short period of time and then she might get fed up with me and then it's like oh god I can't wait till you go away again um and then um but during lockdown uh she actually changed her mind and think actually this this would actually work well you being home and, and not being away oh um, yeah so it's the longest time I've ever had at home, by the way. During is lockdown. it? I've I read you've done out. a lot of DIY. Really? Like, apparently, you're not very good at that kind of stuff, but you've become better at it since being in lockdown. <laughs> is that true? That is true, yeah. <laughs> if, if I want a picture hanging in my house, I'd ring my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but now, haha. <laughs> but now, yeah, I've got all the tools. See, that's why she wants you to stay at home more. You've started to become a bit more useful. I know, exactly. <laughs> DIY SOS with Luke Campbell, yeah, <laughs> boxing champion. Which is so, how not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you do do some things quite well. Our hot mess mums telling it like it is. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Become a member of the Hot Mess Mums Club today and join our amazing community of mums across the country. Being a parent can be a lonely place at times, so come and be a part of our special club and we can get through our parenting struggles together. Once you join the club, you'll receive an amazing goodie bag, which has some incredible things inside that we've worked really hard on getting. Yeah, that goodie bag itself, that's a nice bag, isn't it? It is. It's beautiful. Designed by Sea Soul and Snow, the lovely Sinead, who's also designed the T-shirts, which are just gorgeous. Yeah, and then you've Um, got my green stem CBD. We've got the lovely lip balm, which is really lovely. You can even rub it on bikes and stings, but that's another story. (laughs) Um, What else? (laughs) Oh, these fabulous protein bars. Yes. Um, They're vegan. The flavours are awesome. And that's from Misfit. So, yeah, Christmas come early. (laughs) And no goodie bag is complete without a mug, Jen. Your cup oh gosh, yeah, mug. I forgot about mug, mug. as well. <laughs> yeah, what a mug. <laughs> Not only that, but you'll also get bonus bits from every episode. Have access to exclusive Zoom lunches with our fellow mums and live shows, and you'll even be able to join the two of us on Instagram Live. To become a member of the Hot Mess Mums Club, visit our website at hotmessmumsclub.com and sign up today. Kelly Peg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. So the um, the next um, big challenge for you is coming up hopefully in September, isn't it? Well, um, I'm not quite sure. I'm, I mean, I've been told end of September. I've been told possibly all, uh, October. Um, I'm not quite sure, sure really what the actual plan is. I mean, what they say right now might be completely different to what actually yeah. happens. I mean, this is just the, the boxing we're in right now. Yeah. There's no certainty in anything. 
So no. how's it been with your training for this? Because obviously gyms are open now. Things are becoming a little bit more normal. So yeah. where are you at? Because obviously with lockdown, that probably took you back a, a few steps maybe. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I was four weeks off a world title fight. So I was heavily into training camp and everything was going fantastic. And then obviously lockdown hit. And I really, I just continued training really. Um I've been training at home, going out running, doing circuits, um, punching the punch bags. Hanging pictures like up. <laughs> Hanging pictures up, painting fences, <laughs> painting bedrooms, you know. Putting the bins out. Putting the bins out, you, you name it, doing it all. <laughs> oh, is your focus, when you know something like this is coming up, obviously, like you said, you don't know it's actually the day. It could change with everything that's going on in the world. But yeah. what's focus-wise, are you, because most athletes always say they're just all in. So unfortunately, yeah. at that time, everyone around them that they love kind of has to accept that and just go, okay. So because you, your food's going to be different to everyone else's in the house, yeah. you know, yeah, is routines, that... routines, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it, is that something everyone's used to now with you? Yes, basically, yeah. I'm, I'm very selfish when I'm in training camp. <laughs> like uh, I go on certain um, food restrictions and different diets and things like that. But everyone's everyone's used to it, you know. Yeah, I've been doing it now for for more than twenty years, so everybody's used to my habits and the ways of training. And you know, if even if I I'm home on the weekends and, you know, I might want to sneak a little biscuit in, like, you know, the missus is there, like, put that down. <laughs> she fleeces you. He's yeah, supports you. I like that, though. At yeah. least she's helping you. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, my husband would just, like, whenever I'm on a diet, he just opens the cupboard, all the shit falls out, and he's like, just have it. Who cares? You don't have to tell anyone. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. So at least she, she helps, you know. Yeah. She's yeah, like, no. Lindsay, Lindsay's quite... Um, you know, come on, let's be straight. Who wears the trousers in your house? I mean, I know you wear the shorts in the ring, but who wears the trousers? Come on, <laughs> um, don't say 50-50. Like it's, it's a little 50-50, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that I means mean, it's wise. I should be the man and say, hey, it's me. I do. But listen, let's be honest, all the women make the decisions. Yeah. In any good relationship out there, and the only reason why it's good is because the women met the met the decisions. Right. Oh. Thank you, everyone. That was yeah. the hot mess, Mums and Lily. Yeah. Said it all. We don't need yeah. to talk about anything else. Thank you very much. No, very but fair. honestly, that's very fair and just of you, and correct, by the way. But um, <laughs> just tell us about. Um, I'm loving. Right. I am. Lo I saw Pretty Woman last week. Right. And I thought that's good. That's really good. But as romance goes, just tell us how you proposed to Lindsay. Um, I hope I've got this right and it's not something made up in closer or something, but go on. Your traditional get down on one knee, um, <laughs> off a horse, wearing off. a knight's outfit. Yes! Oh, wow! Yes! How cool yeah. is that, Kelly? Oh, I that is amazing! Because I wanted to see what she thought. Oh, How my cool God. Is that? Oh, that well, is... I have a picture. Are you getting it now? Oh. I'm going to get it now. Yeah. So was that something that you knew she would absolutely love? Is it something she told you she'd like or? Well, I knew she likes horses. Um, mm. And at the time, my sister, my sister uh, had a horse. 
I, I, well, I'm looking for the pic. I think it's well. The they're floor. very. Can I just say the pictures are very well hung up. Who 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 hung the pictures? His up? brother. Just... Oh yeah, <laughs> my brother did. Yeah. Um, where is it? It's where is it in the bedroom? God, you've got loads of pictures. That, God, that's a full-time job with all those pictures on yours. Yeah, it's like we're doing through the keyhole. That was the holiday uh, wall. They're all uh, well, holiday, uh, the holidays, so it is. Have, have you had her <laughs> through the keyhole at your house yet? No. Oh, that no, you got to get Keith Lem around there. He'd love um, it. I want to turn the camera one second. Yeah, just give Where us a go. flit around and we'll have a look. Oh! <gasps> Oh, you did as oh. well with the old St. George. Oh my gosh, that's there awesome. it is. Oh, look at you know where wow. I bought that from? Oh, where? Cute. Joke shop. <laughs> joke shop. I bought that from from joke uh, from the joke shop. Um, and I like a, I had like a little I had a little oh. plastic sword, a, sh- yeah. a little plastic shield, and then 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 that. Oh, oh you kept it. The kids will yeah, to use that now. I they? have I have got it. Yeah. I have got that outfit somewhere. Well, I tell you what, how lovely. That that was the most romantic proposal scenario I have seen and read about so far. So, Luke, as far as I'm concerned, you're a winner. Yeah, round one, (laughs) boom. I thought it was. Knockout. I I thought I may as well do it um, good the first time around because I'm not planning on doing it twice. Oh. He's a one-woman man, oh, Kelly. He's I know, I like this. Yeah. Your Lindsay must be very special. She sounds very special. She does. And yeah. then just uh, just for another surprise, didn't you do something else to surprise her on your wedding day? Did she know about the um, <clears throat> the, the band? The band? The thing? Not anything. I wasn't oh, going to say yes. anything naughty. Yeah. I don't know what you did was... on your wedding night. You were like, what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I think like, yeah, that was a hard surprise to keep. Right, yeah, that's tricky to keep well, McBusted yeah. like. Oh know, my like, god, what they played to the wedding? Yeah, yeah, I had I had McBusted play at the wedding. Yeah, it was. It wow. Was, yeah. Bloody hell! That? Yeah. Oh my god. Very cool. Oh, yeah. we just had some DJ. You know, <laughs> a friend of ours called Kenny, who's friends with Gaza. That's a, that's who did my music. Bloody hell! Yeah, Chris, well, where are you? You divorced. Yeah. God. <laughs> I was very lucky enough to, um, you know, I've got, um, there was playing maybe like, there was doing a gig maybe like 40 miles away from, from me. And I'm, I'm good friends with some of the lads in the team and especially Danny Jones. And yeah. um, they, so I got it all set up from the stage and everything else. And then, you know, they they came after the gig and, and played. So there was, wow. there was, there was amazing. Yeah. Gosh, you know how to get the bra- Yeah, I know. I yeah, say, you know how to get the brand. Oh, I was Lindsay, we go, right, what we having, what's happening now? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back to back to the fight of life, basically, because we all yep. feel, we all feel like we're fighting for our lives at the moment. Um, with your huh. boys, do you think you if you I mean you set an example obviously by saying, you know, I've got I've got I want to be the best um, you yeah. know, in the world. Um, and I want to achieve it, you know, do you, do you sort of like feel like you're as a role model um, that they're, they're going to take it on board and they're going to be massive achievers or are you just one of those? You, basically, are you pushy dad? No, I'm, I, I'm not. Um, I, well, sometimes I might think, oh, yeah, I, I am pushing them a little bit too much because um, I know what it takes 
to get places um, and I know what you've got to give. But but then I, I sort of pull myself back and think, well, when I was a kid, for one night, if I didn't want to go training, my mum and dad would not would not have said to me, oh, go on, Lou, go training. You should be there. Mm. Go on, you need to work hard. It was all left to me. Yeah. So if I didn't go training one night, then no one would have said nothing about it. It was all it was all on my toes. So yeah. Then I think like if I push the boys into doing something, if they don't want to go that night, if I push mm-hmm. them to do it into something, they'll probably resent it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I just feel like just back them and support them if they want to do it, but you know don't push them into it because you know you you can only push them so far anyhow. And if yeah. deep down if they don't want to want to do something, then they're never going to perform at a sport or, or have any passion to to go on and, and be successful in it. Yeah, it's that thing, isn't it? Because there's lots of parents that, and I, I've done this, where you, you kind of want them to do something, but really it's because they're, you want them to kind of live the dream that you didn't, what you yeah. didn't do, you know. And I think it doesn't work when it's like that <laughs> at all. Well, when your dad's done it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, but it, it, I mean, it doesn't because you're right. They resent you, and and they don't enjoy it. So you you no. can't, can you really do it in that way? No, I mean, like my my boys definitely don't want to box. I mean, mm. they're having a, a different upbringing to what I had for a start. So yeah, you know that's completely different. Um, but both my boys play football. Uh, and I've I, I've never really had any interest in football actually because all I've done all my life is boxing. But since they've started to get into football and now they're getting into supporting teams, like I'm watching football with them um, on the TV. And then I'm every weekend when I get home from training camp, they're playing football, so I'm on the side of the pitch watching them. But I never shout. Like you get some parents. Oh right, yes. oh they get sh- yeah. Do this, do that, and for me. I never shout. I, I never say anything. But if my boy says to me, "Oh, Dad, how did I do?" Yeah. I'll tell him the truth. I say, right. "To be honest with you, son, I don't know what you was doing today. You was, <laughs> you, you want that good? So, or if it was good, I'd compliment him. But I just give him the truth, regardless." The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. We know that 2020 has been a difficult year for everyone, so we want to do something to make sure one mum has a Christmas to remember for the right reasons this year. Our friends at Swan are helping us do this by giving you a voucher for their products for a massive £2,000. Now, if you don't know about Swan, their homeware products are amazing. They're great quality and super stylish. This money can go a long way to giving your home a facelift this Christmas. We want to find the most deserving mum in the Hot Mess Mums Club. Someone who's had the most challenging 12 months. To find them, we want you to nominate someone you know that has gone above and beyond this year, being an incredible mum in the most trying times. To do this, all you need to do is go to hotmessmumsclub.com forward slash win and let us know all about the person that you're nominating. Our Hot Mess Mums, telling it like it is. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Listen, when, when it does all, I was wondering, you know, with the football and how there's no football crowds and they've got like recorded cheering and roaring and all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm thinking that must affect your performance, surely. Um, and would you say, say you get back in the ring, right? And you're not allowed to have a crowd. Is that the idea? I don't even know. I know nobody knows anything, but is that the idea yeah. at the moment? Right. Yes. How, what do you think? How will that affect you? Yeah, think? so basically, um, they started boxing uh, the weekend just gone. 
Yeah. Um, and there was no crowds there, and I was watching. And it looked, it, yeah, it looked like, God, how do you get up? Like, mm. you walk into the ring, and usually you get loads of people shouting, like, crazy things, and it, like, lifts yeah. you up and thinking, oh, yeah, I'm, come on, then. Um, but, yeah, it was just silent as I was walking to the ring. Um, but for me, it just reminds me of the amateur days. Like, okay. amateur boxing. I boxed Nobody all went. <laughs> I boxed all around the world. Um, oh. at amateur boxing events everywhere in the world and wow. there was hardly any anybody in any right. seats yeah. um, how do you keep going when it's like that you know when you're at that stage you've got that goal in mind of what you're going to be like you said I'm going to be the best in the world and everyone's going to know it but when you're right back there and you're doing that and there aren't many people going how do you keep on going you've got to have a real a real strong sense sense of belief, haven't you? Really, to to where yeah. you have to watch Rocky. Watch Rocky, Kelly. That's <laughs> it. It tells you. But how you sit. Just watch. Uh, people give up though. People give up so. <laughs> but people You're give right. up so easily, don't they? In today's generation, oh, you know, they just think yeah. the world owes them something. Everyone you, gives. You know why it. they give up? Do you know why they give up? Go because on. the Go industry on. and the world makes out like these shortcuts to be successful, yeah. like these shortcuts to be a successful millionaire, these shortcuts yeah. to get a Lamborghini. Like, yeah, yeah. Social, social media, media has a lot is, to do with that, yeah. Everybody's mm. looking on social media on what they haven't got. Yeah. I haven't yeah. got that car. I don't have a yacht. I haven't got millions. I ain't got this. Mm-hmm. But they're not actually looking at what they do have in their life. But so... And the way the social, the way the world's going, every, everybody thinks there's a shortcut to it. Mm. But you, people might have seen me at the Olympics and think, "Oh, he's he's Olympic champion," but they haven't seen the seventeen hard years before that of what it took for me to get there. All they yeah. do is see the end product and think you've yeah. made it overnight. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's no shortcuts to success. No, Gosh, is that wise? I, I do. I love all this though because I think. <laughs> but you know people say don't they always enjoy the journey don't focus so much on the destination like what you're saying when you get there no one thinks about everything you've gone through before to get there and that's so true and when you're in it as well you just have to enjoy where you're at don't you and keep working away at it they also tell you that because they tell you to focus on the journey and not the destination because um, that keeps your mind present. Yeah. So uh, if you're thinking in the future, it might make you anxious. If you're thinking right. in the past, it might make you sad and bring up old feelings. But when you're in yeah. the present is when you're at the most comfortable. So mm-hmm. that's, that phrase means like being the present, concentrate on the now instead of there. But it is important to have, a, to have an end destination of a goal. Yes, yeah, like yeah. visualization. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But uh, that, that. That, that phrase is just literally focus on this conversation right now instead of yeah. thinking about what you're going to be, where you're going to be in two hours' time. Yeah, right. I love that. Yet. I think, yeah. and I think it's so much better for your mental health as well, actually, because when you do start, like you say, the looking back or looking too far forward, everything feels very unstable, and especially if you know you're a you're a sportsman and you've got you've got, you know, fights and things to win. Yeah. You've got to, all that matters is right there and then, isn't it? One training yeah. session that it, you're doing right there yeah. and then. It is hard because you're actually, 
you're only present for 2% of the day. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the time you're on like auto drive, you're yeah. on pilot mode, you know, so it's, yeah. it is hard to be in the present all the time. Mm-hmm. And so far, what's been the most challenging um, moments in your life for you? What's been the moment you go, right, I'm really, this is it now. This I'm really getting stretched. I'm really getting challenged. Um, oh, I've had a few. Uh, go on, list them. I don't know. I've got all day. Um, okay. Well, the first one, I guess, was in 2010. Yeah. Um, the whole Great Britain training camp and coaches had changed. Uh, and I had the best 2000, uh, no, sorry, 2008 was the, my best year as, as an amateur boxer. Then it went into 2009 and I had the worst year of my career. I split attendant in, I don't know if you can see the scar on my hand. Oh, oh gosh, gosh, yeah. yeah. I split attendant in my hand in 2009. Um, everything was going bad. I wasn't performing, hated boxing, hated being away from home. And I was about to quit boxing completely at the beginning of at the end of 2009 and without my close family and, and my wife saying listen you've given everything you've got two years left to the olympics just just yeah. um give it everything and until you know that you've done everything possible to try and get there yeah um then you'll know because if if you finish now you're gonna regret it for the rest of your life so mm-hmm. that was a moment where uh, I had to re- rebuild myself from the bottom all the way to the top within two years. Um, so that was that was a big stretch. Yeah. Um, I guess my other big stretch was um, I was fighting for a world title in, in Los Angeles uh, and my dad died two weeks before the fight. And I, and I was, I was, oh, I was on my own in Miami where oh. I was doing my training. Yeah, for for the two weeks I was by myself for that, and still went through training and into a fight oh against three God. against three weight world champion. You're so, so amazing! You're, you're so amazing! Yeah. That's oh crikey! And to just carry on was uh, that's brought tears to my eyes. So many people would just yeah. pack their bags and go home, wouldn't they? Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Are you so glad hard. you did it? Are you glad you did the fight? <laughs> um. I didn't get the decision on the fight. I actually thought I won the fight. Um, Mm -hmm. I boxed a three-weight world champion uh, and he was currently ranked in the top 10 pound for pound in the world as well. And I I won seven rounds of a 12-round fight, but they still give the decision to him. So I lost lost on a split decision, but I should have... In an ideal world, I I won the fight. Um, So I didn't get the decision for my dad. So mm. that was the artist bit. But you carried on and I'm sure he would have yeah. wanted to see you do it. Do you know? I guess, like I guess he'd... that's the only reason why I, why I carried on. Yeah, you because... Know, it... I knew he'd want me to go through with it. Yeah, yeah. of course. Mm. Yeah, that's a challenge. That is. So that was, that's, that was stretched me a little bit. It's so great to talk to a guy like you. You're so inspirational. Your boys are really lucky, you know, yeah. to have that father figure... And to have all your principles that have come across yeah. so quickly and easily in the chat as well. But like... Oh, but when I talk to my boys, they tell me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Listen, with that fight, if it... it well, it will come off. Uh, I'll be watching. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, well, thank you, you so much. Thanks for having me. 
The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Thanks again to Swan for sponsoring the episode of the Hot Mess Mums Club. We're giving away an incredible voucher for Swan's products worth £2,000 all across this series. We want to find the most deserving mum in the Hot Mess Mums Club and we need you to help us. To do this, all you need to do is go to hotmessmumsclub.com forward slash win and let us know all about the person you're nominating. Entries close at 23.59 on Thursday, 3rd of December 2020. After this, we'll go through all the entries before finding our hero mum of 2020. Good luck! <laughs>